Grow With Me provides exercises and tips for living your best life now. This means loving yourself and allowing positive change to find you when you're having fun being who you are. Many of us spend our lives in the future, waiting for things to get better or striving to accomplish the next thing on our to-do list. But we feel most fulfilled when we make a conscious choice to love our life exactly as it is in this moment. I'm your host, Dina Martin. I was at a marketing conference a few years ago, and I ended up in a session about copywriting. It wasn't very relevant for my job, but it sounded the most interesting to me of all the breakouts that were happening then. It ended up being pretty peculiar. I'm not sure why, but the speaker asked us to find someone we didn't know next to us and tell them their favorite hobby, what happened on the worst day of their life, and what it taught them. The woman next to me said I was into fashion, and my worst day was when my dog died. She said I learned how much he meant to me. I was in a difficult spot at that time. I was healing from my dad's suicide a few months before, and I was also forgiving my past to mend my relationship with him, as I discussed in episode seven. I also had no interest in fashion. I was wearing a skirt, and if it looked like I knew about fashion, it was maybe because I wanted to dress nice for the conference. I just smiled. It didn't feel like it was the right time to talk about anything else. For her, I said she enjoys cooking and spending time with her family. Her worst day was getting in a car accident, and she learned the value of her life. She said, that's right. When I use my eyes to assess the situation, I'm often misled. The truth can always be found in my heart when I'm listening within. I felt a little judged at that conference, but I think it was just me judging myself. It was a part of me that thought my worth was tied to what people think about my appearance or my life experiences. There was nothing wrong with the woman's perception of me. It was what I wanted to hear to love myself more. Listening to my heart requires being vulnerable. This isn't something I was used to doing at first, and it took practice to get comfortable with it. To me, this means putting my true self out there. It's being open and honest about who I am and my ideas without worrying about things like what other people think of me or being harmed. There's a risk when I do this of judgment or rejection. When I worked in marketing, we spent most of our time on outward appearances, figuring out how to make the product or the service and the advertising around it as appealing as possible and inevitably how we can make the numbers look good. When it comes to myself, when I'm overly focused on appearance or productivity, there's no result or success point I reach where I'm ever fulfilled. If the motivation behind the things I do is to get people to like me or to feel more worthy by doing more, then I end up feeling less of these things. I might feel an immediate rush when somebody compliments my outfit or when I reach a personal goal, but chasing those things to be happy means I'll always need more to keep feeling good. To stop chasing for me is meant reconditioning my thoughts and beliefs to know that I am always worthy just because. When I was trying to find a new career path I was passionate about, at first I thought like a marketer. I started with the things I might want to do, And then I did the math to figure out how much I could get paid to do those things. 
what happened was my heart led me to something I really wanted to do. And then I made the math work for me. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with this approach. And it helped me get to where I am today. But experience showed me I wouldn't be able to keep up with the levels of work I needed to earn the income I calculated. I loved my new career of working with people to help them love themselves more. But the amount of time my heart wanted to put into it was much less than than the amount of time I calculated I'd need to make my numbers. In truth, I wasn't looking for a job or a way to make money. I was looking for passion, and that can only be found in my heart. That doesn't mean it wasn't what I was meant to do. I learned I can do lots of different things, and I don't need to throw an idea out because I don't think I'll make enough money. When I make decisions based on money, I limit myself. When I make decisions from my heart, I know that no matter what happens, I'll always have everything I need and more. My fears and conditioned beliefs limit me and keep me from trusting my heart and living with purpose. Everyone has the same purpose, is to love ourselves and experience that love in all we do. We never need anything else. Sometimes purpose is confused with our soul's gift. Everyone has a unique gift that they offer. I learned mine as I began living with purpose by focusing on loving myself and listening to my heart. My gift is to help others remember how to love themselves. This isn't a job title. I'm drawn to help people whether I'm getting paid or not, and both ways feel equally fulfilling. I don't need anything in return. How I do it has changed over the years. When I first started working my passion, I was practicing Reiki and reflexology. My heart felt like it was going to burst out of my chest every time I worked with someone. I felt a high that I never felt before. It still does when I do healing work. I'd hear and feel whatever my clients experienced in their past. Healing modalities like Reiki and reflexology can be extremely helpful, but will only take us so far. It's up to us to heal ourselves. No one else can do it for us. I also provided exercises to help people do their own healing work. Then at one point, I went to a healer for past life regression therapy. She led me to two past lives to show me what from my past was surfacing to heal in my current life. This session brought me to a low that I'd never experienced. I felt a deep pain within me from these two lives. I remember going to a park and journaling to work through it as best as I could. I had plans to meet with friends right after that. In the days after the session, I kept thinking about it and I thought, I can do that. I had ideas for how I could do past life regression therapy with other people and help them heal within this session by leading to them to shift perspective on the events from their past. And I also came up with exercises for my clients to do after the session. Everything fell together seamlessly. People came out of nowhere for me to work with on this. And I worked with a few different people. Everything worked well, but I decided this wasn't the space I wanted to be. It was pretty heavy. I was feeling powerful through all my intuitive healing work. The lessons and the work 
came easily to me. Like I'd done this before. It took me years to get to that point in marketing, but this was automatic. But just as I was growing my business, something in me told me to step away from Reiki. It was hard at first because I really liked it and I felt like I was good at it. But my heart had other plans for me to grow in new ways. I started training and certifying other people to do Reiki. And then I moved on to group healing sessions. This meant I had a topic and exercises I would go over in sessions, but the topics were guided by my heart rather than from intuitive information that I used that used to come through in my hands-on work. All this is to say, these are some of the things I've done, but the goal has always been the same, to help people remember how to love themselves. If I practice Reiki on someone, the types of information that would come up for healing would likely be different than someone else who has a different gift. When I work with people, no matter what I'm doing, Reiki, group sessions, or anything else, I always cover the same areas in my lessons. The lessons are meant to inspire people to dream, to heal whatever fears or limiting beliefs are standing in the way, to help them believe in themselves that they are worthy of whatever they want through self-love and to keep moving toward their dreams while also remaining present, knowing that they never need anything but their own love. I've made this podcast a lot about my life, but in doing so, I hope to inspire you to love yourself a little more and move from your heart. One thing that's been helpful for me in carving my new path has been questioning my intention behind the things I do. When I'm following my heart, I know it's guiding me for my greatest good. When my limiting beliefs drive my decisions, I get lessons. For example, maybe I suddenly decide I want to call a friend and tell them about something going on in my life. So I'll ask myself, why do I want to call this person? Is this idea coming from my heart or from a conditioned behavior I'm working on healing? Meaning, am I looking for this person to approve or validate something I've done or to tell me what to do next? Or am I inspired to call this person because it's for my greatest good? So I ask myself, will calling this person dim my light in any way? I feel into the answer. There isn't really a right or wrong. When I'm doing what's best for me, I know I never need anything from anyone else. And if they don't agree with something I have to say or something that I do, then I decide what to do with that response. Sometimes my heart is leading me to take an action like calling someone because they have something to share that will be helpful for me. While I was in advertising, I started getting these weekly emails from someone who was reaching out to women in leadership with inspirational thoughts. The emails were spot on and helpful for me during that time of transition in my life. On my last day of work, I decided to email her to thank her for the emails and let her know how helpful they were to me. I told her about how I was leaving advertising to do healing work with other people. And she responded back and was appreciative of my email, and she asked me to send her my website. Something in me resisted responding back, and I asked myself, why am I sending her my site? And I heard, because you're going to do a meditation for her. I was a little confused, but I sent the site, 
And then shortly after, she asked if I would lead a guided meditation for her Women in Leadership spiritual retreat. It was a really cool opportunity that fell on my lap when I moved from my heart without expectations or needing anything in response. I went from telling marketing people how to spend their multi-million dollar advertising budgets to inspiring them to listen to their hearts. My intention when reaching out to the woman hosting the conference wasn't to get business. It's just what my heart wanted to do. This was the lesson I learned over and over as I rewired my thought patterns after leaving marketing to move from my heart rather than expectation of of a result. The why for everything I do is just because it's what my heart wants to do. When my purpose is love, I'm in the moment and everything I do is love. Whether I'm cooking dinner, folding laundry, or driving to pick my kids up from school, I practice presence. I'm not just cooking dinner for my family. The love I pour into the food I prepare goes straight into the people it feeds. Folding laundry and driving give me time to relax, take deep breaths, and focus on the moment. There are times when no matter how hard I try, I struggle to be in the moment. My mind is consumed with thoughts about the past or worries about the future. My fears and my worries weigh me down like I'm holding stones in my pocket. When I decide I don't need any specific result or anything to be a different way, then I'm light and free. What are the thoughts that weigh you down? I'm going to walk you through an exercise to help you find and release them. Close your eyes if it's safe to do so. Take three deep breaths. Imagine you're standing next to a stream with three stones in your right pocket. Visualize yourself reaching into your pocket and feeling them. They're cool and smooth. Pull one of the stones out. As you do, listen to what it's saying to you. How is it holding you down? Look at the stone and say, I never need anything but my own love. I love myself entirely. And then toss the stone into the water. Notice how the water splashes as the stone hits it. Next, pull another stone from your pocket. Again, Listen to what it's saying to you. How is it holding you down? Look at the stone and say, I never need anything but my own love. I love myself entirely. And then toss the stone a little harder into the stream. Notice how the water splashes even more as the stone hits it. Finally, take the third stone from your pocket. 
Listen to what it's saying to you. How is it holding you down? Look at the stone and say, I never need anything but my own love. I love myself entirely. This time, toss a stone as hard as you can into the stream. Look how big the splash is where the stone hits the water. Take a deep breath and release it. Repeat after me, either in your head or out loud. And the parts where you hear my name, change it to your name instead. Dina, when I'm with you, there's nowhere else in the world I'd rather be. I'm not worried about the future or upset about the past. I just want to be here with you forever. I love you, Dina. Now, keep your breath steady, drop into your heart, and stay open to receive. What is your soul's gift? What is the unique gift you're here to offer the world? Allow the answer to come to you without thinking about it. Trust whatever comes through. When you're ready, open your eyes. Take down notes on whatever came through for you. One thing I want to make clear is that you never need to do anything but love yourself. You aren't obligated in any way to pursue your soul's gift. It's just what your heart wants to do. The mantra I said in this exercise helps bring me back to the moment. It's a good reminder that I never need anything but my own love. And when I'm loving myself, I'm here now being who I am. If you found it helpful, write it down on a piece of paper or keep it in the notes on your phone and read it to help bring you to the moment. I'll repeat it again. Dina, when I'm with you, there's nowhere else in the world I'd rather be. I'm not worried about the future or upset about the past. I just want to be here with you forever. I love you, Dina. For your homework, I have another exercise to help you recondition negative thought patterns. Grab a pen and paper and write down the limiting beliefs that came up for you during the stone exercise earlier. After you're done, rewrite these statements in truth. For example, if you said something like, I'm not enough, the truth might be, I'm always enough just because. Or if you said, nothing ever works out for me, this could be, everything is always working out for my greatest good. I get excited when things don't work out for me because it means my heart has bigger plans. Or if you said, people don't like me. 
This could be nobody needs to like me, but everyone loves me because I am love. Then think about the things you want in your life, your dreams. Write them down on your list as if you already have them. For example, if you want to be an astronaut, say, I am an astronaut. When you're done, read your statements and feel into the truth, not for what you have the potential to be, but for who you are now. You are whole and infinite. For your dreams, how are they true now? For example, I am an astronaut because every night I watch the stars. Then using a recording device such as voice memos on your phone, record yourself reading the list slowly and with authority. Pause several seconds between each statement. Listen to your recording at least once a day, feeling into the truths, knowing they are here now. You already are. Thank you for listening to this episode of Grow With Me. Be sure to follow the show to catch the latest episodes. If you have any feedback or questions about what was discussed, please email me at growwithdina at gmail.com. That's G-R-O-W-W-I-T-H-D-E-N-A at gmail.com.